welcome to the Apostle Frederick Kaloluma podcast channel. This Sunday, Apostle continues in the Sunday series on the Holy Spirit as he teaches on the temple of God. Apostle teaches that the temple was built as a place for the residence for the presence of God. However, God has always desired another place to dwell in permanently. So here comes your word. You might want to grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed. Okay. Uh, we are talking about... Last week, we talked about the Ark of the Covenant, right? And how the Ark of the Covenant was a symbolic artifact that God <laughs> would follow. And so the Ark of the Covenant was God's presence was. How many of you remember that? In case you are not here last week, just watch or listen to the podcast. That's okay. You can listen to the podcast. Because the time which I was supposed to be spending recapping, I spent it dancing. But the good thing is that they recorded both the first and the second service. So, ladies and gentlemen, in case I don't finish, because I break off to dance, the podcast will be uploaded. Eh? <laughs> okay. Uh, last week, we looked at the Ark of the Covenant, and where the Ark of the Covenant was, the glory of God was. And the other word we're using was the presence of God. And when we talked about the glory of God, we talked about how the presence of God, the glory of God, is very jealous. Couldn't be in a temple and share it with Dagon. The day you discover what your body is, but let's continue. And also, we looked at how the presence of God was not common. It was not common. And that's why when they decided to use their own means with the presence of God, and they, they mistreated the Ark of the Covenant, curses fell upon them. And that's why no matter what office you're aspiring to, political office or whichever office, be careful what you say about the church of God. Jesus is very jealous over his bride. Be careful what you say about the church of God. Be careful. Some matters are too high. Praise God. Then came the other reason that the other thing that we said is that the presence of God would bring prosperity. Because the, the, the covenant stayed in the house of Obed Edom. Three months. Three. And the guy was prosperous. And we later see that the guy who built the temple, in his time, silver was as common as the sun. That's what the Bible tells us. So now, what I'm trying to do today is for us to not have the confusion of, okay, sometimes you say the tabernacle, sometimes you say the temple, what's the difference? So here's the difference. The tabernacle was mobile. The tabernacle was a tent set up. 
So it was a tent set up meant for the Ark of the Covenant. But then a time came when King David desired to build God a house. And so David desired to build a tabernacle. He put plans in place. He put the money in place. He even refused to get land for free. He said, I will not do something for the Lord which costs me nothing. That's what David said. Because it was offered to him for free. And he refused. And so he put everything in place. And after he did so, God did not permit him to build the tabernacle because his hands had to build the temple because his hands had shed too much blood. That's what the scriptures say. God did not permit him. We don't know. Maybe it's because of what happened with uh, Uriah. We're, we're not sure. But what the Bible tells us is his hands had shed too much blood. But God gave him the favor of being the one to design it. And that is why it is still called the tabernacle of David. And so he's the one who left the instructions for it. And so he left instructions. And, you know, the ceremony was powerful. Can you imagine thousands of people? Literally, their day job was to be in the temple and sing. Praise God. Day and night. Night and day. Sometimes I imagine us reaching that place of prosperity. Eh? Or we gather some people and say, you will match your will match what they are paying you <laughs> in that place. We know you've got a family to take care of, but we want you the whole day here. You'll be doing shifts. <laughs> Imagine that, eh? That would be beautiful. And we'll match everything. Anyways, so that's how much value they placed on it. And so when the temple was built, there was a day of dedication. And on the day of dedication, we get to see certain reasons why the temple was important. And we can look at it from the prayer that Solomon made. In 2 Chronicles chapter number 6, verse 40. Chronicles is an interesting book because uh, you'll notice that Chronicles and Kings are very similar in nature. Reason being, book of Chronicles was written by, should be Ezra, right? If I'm not mistaken, it should be Ezra because... For, for these people, they had been in captivity. So when they came back from captivity, they wanted to know their history. So Ezra begins to give them in chronological order. So he begins to give them a bit of their history. That's why it was very precious to them. Praise God. That's why you notice similarities with the book of Kings. Let's continue. Second Chronicles chapter number 6, verse 40. In dedicating the temple, he says something. He says, now... My God, I pray, let your eyes be open and let your ears be attentive to the prayer made in this place. Number one, the temple was a place of prayer. The temple was a place of prayer. Now, why would he say let your eyes be open? Perhaps we take, we take for granted the privilege that we have now that we can pray. Because God had no reason to be attentive. If you've read Isaiah 59 verse 2. Isaiah 59 verse 2 clearly shows us that the arm of the Lord is not too short to save. His ear not too deaf to hear. But your sins and iniquities have separated you from God. Meaning, and, and, and we know that these guys were not saved. 
But the temple was the one place where after they've performed their sacrificial rituals, God was being asked to be attentive to whatever prayers are made in that place. And that's why the temple was so precious to them. Praise God. Now, this temple, of course, was eventually destroyed, and then came the second temple, which Jesus said would also be destroyed, and got destroyed not long after his death and resurrection. Praise God. And right now, major religions of the world are all trying to build their temple in Jerusalem. But that's not the topic for now. But now, my God, I pray, let your eyes be open and let your ears be attentive to the prayer made in this place. So number one, the temple is a place of prayer. So if you find a temple, what should you do there? Pray. It's a place of prayer. Number two is found in verse 41. Now, therefore, arise, O God, O Lord God, to your resting place, you and the ark of your strength. Let your priests, O Lord God, be clothed with salvation and let your saints rejoice in goodness. The people who are found in temples are usually priests. That's a point that you, that's a bonus you get in which first service people didn't get. <laughs> I'll make people start attending more. So somebody is watching and goes like, ah, Abusa. <laughs> well, there are some jokes they got in first service which you might not get. So anyways, <laughs> um, the priests are the ones who are found in the temple. So if you are found service in a temple constantly, then what are you? A priest. Let's go on. So now, it says, arise, O Lord God, to your resting place. Arise to your resting place. What's supposed to rest? Think about this. The Bible says, arise, O Lord, go to your resting place. God resting. Could it be that God has always desired rest? Could it be that maybe that's why he even blessed the Sabbath? Could it be that that's why Jesus says foxes have holes, birds have nests, but the Son of Man doesn't have a place to rest? He says, arise, O Lord God, to your resting place. Arise and have rest. That's what he says. Arise to your resting place. Now you're going to see what happened with this prayer? Now, remember the ark is to the glory of God, right? Let's look at the, what this prayer led to. The next verse. Oh, Lord, do not turn away the face of your anointed. Remember the mercies of your servant David. And then the next verse is chapter 7. Uh-huh. When Solomon had finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. The glory of the Lord filled the temple. Why did the glory of the Lord fill the temple? Because that's the place where God had decided he was going to have rest. And in the next verse, the name of this place is changed. The name of this place changes. 
Once the glory of God had filled it, its name changed. Look at the next verse. And the priests could not enter the house of the Lord. It's now the house of the Lord. Praise God. (laughs) Because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. The glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. Why is it now the house of the Lord? Because the glory had entered. The moment the glory enters, it's now God's house. Praise God. I'm telling you, a revelation of this. Some of you will go and name your street. You'll go and rename that street you live. You'll go and rename it. Perhaps they've given it the name of a devil because of the activities that take place there. Do they know the spiritual activities you've brought? You go and rename it. Like, as you're, as you're walking home today, say, this is now Glory Avenue. Praise God. Say, <laughs> so this is now Glory Avenue. Do you now see why the Bible says when any of God's servants walk to a house, God actually says you can go and declare your peace. And if the house is worthy, it stays. If it's not worthy, you can then get it back. That's what the Bible says. It will return to you. Like you can literally move with peace. Praise God. That household you live in. That house you live in. No years before you were there, there were activities that used to take place. Listen, what made this place a house of God was not the gold and the silver, but the fact that the glory was in the house. Let me not get ahead of myself. So I've mentioned that the temple was a place of prayer. The temple was a place where the glory of God rested. The priests couldn't even enter. How thick, how real. No, I refuse for the Old Testament to have more real encounters than me who is in the new. How real was it? Like, look, now think about this. You're about to walk in. Like, and then it's like, boom. No, 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 no. I don't know if you're getting my point. The glory of God for them was not a theological concept. The glory of God for them was not something to make you feel good and pray about. I don't know. The glory of God was so real. Imagine they're asking that priest, and let's see the priest's name. The priest's name was. <laughs> Let me not be biased. <laughs> the priest's name was Leviticus. Okay, now that's, that's so bad. <laughs> Imagine the priest's name was Leviticus. And they're like, Leviticus, why? Why Sulangenemu Temple? Ah! The glory of God hit me. I was on my way in, then the glory of God just knocked me out. The glory of God knocked me out. You know, the glory of God can fill a place. I don't know if you're getting my point. Where somebody's entering church, as they're entering, the eyes open. The glory of God knocks out that blindness. Now, we've talked about church. No, 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 it can get better. They've come to your house for Ichilangamulilo. Now they've come to the wrong house. <laughs> they don't know the spiritual activities that take place there. As they are walking in, knocked out. <laughs> I remember some years ago, it must have been, um, maybe Alice will remember were hosting one of these family marriage events from home. And one of my, I don't, she must be my aunt or my cousin, you know, I, I don't know, we, we, but we're related. And she says, I hear you, 2013, 2014. I remember because I had a flyer for women. And then she brought me her child, and her child had like things that had grown. I don't know whether they were what's or any of those things. 
and, and she might have even been in a drunken state. And she said, please pray for, for this child. And we prayed. And I'm told, how, how long did it take, Alice? A few days? One week later, the wall just dried, fell off. The glory of the Lord was in the house. Your office mustn't be a normal office. That office of yours, someone is saying, but Apostle, I'm not yet working. We speak these things. <laughs> we call them into being. <laughs> no, your car is not a normal car. When you give someone a lift, <laughs> something must arrest them. Let's continue. Let me come down. So the glory of the, uh, the temple was a place where the glory rested. So if you find anyone called the temple, just know there's, some, there's something in them. There's something in them. I don't know if you have ever had an experience where someone says, I don't know why, but when I speak to you, there's just this peace that comes on me. There is a reason for that, and it can get stronger if you get a revelation of it. Don't let supernatural things always be accidental for you. It can get better. I remember one time I was, at, I was at the University of Zambia, and I'd lost my books, and it was the second time I was losing all my books. And I was one of those students who wrote all notes in very few books. And I'd gone to study by the Goma Lakes. I don't know, I was experimenting with it. I was trying to study in different places. That's the last time I ever studied there. Why not is that I left my books there, came for class, and this was close to exams. And uh, th- that was one of those courses where we didn't have modules. And I went back to Gomalex and I never found the books. And I got irritated. I'll never forget that day. I said, walking, I was walking like, and as I was walking, I just got a text later because I met someone who I was friends and so normally when you meet, it's hi. You know, that day I was not in the mood of hi. It was hi. And I continued. And she sends me a message later during the day. I don't know why, but, you know, I had such a bad migraine headache. After I greeted you, I was okay. Yeah. Um, but anyways, the good news is that I found the books on my bed at home and I had a good time. Praise God. <laughs> like reached home and found them right on the bed. I think some people here are my witness. Eh? I can tell you story after story. One of the funniest for me was, how many of you were around the time we had the supernatural guitar string? How many of you were around? What happened is, um, Pastor Daniel borrowed my guitar. Now, the way Pastor Daniel plays, every now and then something happens. So apparently, he snapped a string and when he reached home, he just packed it and was wondering how to tell me, as if I'm a difficult person. <laughs> Those who work closely with me know that I'm the easiest person to tell such things. Very easy. Praise God. Easiest person. And so he says he was wondering how to tell me. And that night, I wanted to worship. So I went and got the guitar and started playing. And he was just apparently shocking, eh? He was just waiting for me to come and say, what did you do? But that wasn't coming. So the next morning came to check and we found a string different from the rest. And it was, the way it was fastened, you'd think it was a machine that tied it. I'm telling you, you'd think it was a machine that tied it. (laughs) Father, may we start experiencing supernatural activities. 
supernatural can it get? Where you look at what you shopped, you look at the grocery list, you look at how much you spent, but then you compare with the fridge and the difference, the difference. Praise God. Walking in abundance ain't just have to be a song. It can be your reality. The glory of the Lord. So now, the temple is also a place of verse 6. Verse 6, the Bible tells us, and the priests uh-huh, attended to their services. The Levites also with instruments of the music of the Lord, which King David had made to praise the Lord, saying, for his mercy endures forever. Whenever David offered praise by their ministry, the priests in sounded trumpets opposite them while all Israel stood. Why were they standing? That's reverence. It was in reverence, the fear of the Lord. Eh? All I can say is this. If, uh, sometimes those are things we have to start practicing. Things like during the worship, we all stand. Sometimes you just practice that in reverence because if you're in a meeting and the president walks in, you find you all stand. It shouldn't be a bother if in a moment of worship we all stand. It shouldn't bother you. I'm not going to lie and say it's not about posture. Sometimes the posture really says a lot because communication is both verbal and non-verbal. And we can't be in the worship and you're like this. Father God. Yeah, holy. I, I reverence you. And then maybe if the song is nice, maybe when they sing a song that you actually like, then that day you can give us a bit of a smile and stand up. No, my goodness. As in, ha, ha, the presence, I mean, God honors. You know, there's also the corporate presence. Eh? He honors us with, with, with that. Mm. No, you have to lift your hands and say, For you reign magnificently rule victorious in your power it is shown throughout the earth yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and we exclaim that our God is mighty. Lift up your name. For you are holy. It is well. I guess you think we can only reverence him in English. You want in your own time at home. Zamo Yozinai. Zima Vekezai. Zinati Oyera. Oyera. Praise God. Let's continue. That's saying the four living creatures worship the Lord day and night saying holy, holy, holy. Let me try to conclude this. As interesting as this may sound, God's target was never to dwell in man-made temples permanently. He had better plans. How do we know this? Acts 7 from verse 45. 
they are giving a testimony of the Lord Jesus. And I want us to see this. I keep thinking of that verse. The word became flesh and tabernacled among us. Ha! We beheld. That's what the Bible says. Have you read that? The word became flesh and tabernacled among us. Acts 7 verse 45. <laughs> Which our fathers, having received it, in turn, also brought with Joshua into the land possessed by the Gentiles, whom God drove out before the face of our fathers until the days of If you were following the series on Wednesdays when I was teaching on how to study the Bible, I mentioned that you will never appreciate the depth in the New Testament if you've not read the Old. So here when it says, until the days of David, when you read the next verse, you'll be able to synchronize. Aha, uh-huh. until the days of David. Who found favor before God and asked to find a dwelling place for the house of Jacob? What period is this talking about? The temple. Next verse. But Solomon built him a house. You see that? One line in the New, Test- in the New Testament can be talking about five whole chapters in the Old. So if you only read the New and don't go and see the depth of the Old, you'll nev- you won't get it the way it's supposed to be. So, if someone just read, but Solomon built him a house, they will not know that the glory of God came. They will not know that the priests were knocked out. They will not know any of that stuff. And then when they come to a meeting, the power of God hits people and they are knocked out. They will be wondering, what's this? They have not read. Let's go on. However, the Most High does not dwell in temples made with hands. As the prophet says, the heavens, uh uh-huh, Heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. What house will you build for me? Says the Lord. Or what is the place of my rest? You see what he's looking for again? Rest. The Lord is looking for that place of his rest. And he says, heaven is my throne, earth is my footstool. What house can you build for me? No matter how good an artifact is, no matter how good a building is, it's not the building that attracts God. We, 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 we build and we build nice ones simply because we love God and we reverence him and we value him. But there's something bigger. There's a bigger building he built. One which he built himself. Because Abraham was looking for a city whose hands were, whose walls were built by God. That's what he was looking for. That's why Abraham was dwelling in tents. As rich as he was, the Bible says he was dwelling in tents because the Bible says he was looking for a city whose foundations were built by God. A city built by God. City of the Lord. (laughs) Praise God. Acts chapter 17, verse 21. Now, this is the Apostle Paul. And then the Apostle Paul was in Zambia. And so, he's talking and he says, and uh, yeah, I, honestly, when I read this verse, it's describing Zambia. For all the Athenians and the foreigners who were there spent their time in nothing else but either to tell or hear some new thing. What country is that? There's always something trending. That's Zambia. I, I don't know if you get my point. That's Zambia. How many things have trended just this year? Okay, in case you don't believe that that's Zambia, let's look at the next verse. Then Paul stood in the midst of Areopagus and said, Men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are very religious. That's my country. 
very religious. You can get very good advice from a bar. No, I'm, I'm, I told the guys in the first service a story of a woman who got saved after reading Jesus the Healer at a bar. She, there was a man she found who had Jesus the Healer at a bar. And she asked for it. She read it. Read it that same night. Got saved. Left him there and came back with the book he gave her. At a bar. I'm telling you. This is Zambia. This is Zambia. Anyone feels they're religious enough to give advice to the church. Anyone. Praise God. I'm telling you. Every, you go online. Everywhere. It's pastors. Learn to do. Someone who's just in the ushering department is advising all pastors in the world. <laughs> I'm telling you. Anyone can sing a song telling church people what anyone, anyone can do that. This is Zambia. It's very religious. Let's go. I'm not going to talk much. As I was passing through and considering the objects of your worship, I even found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God. Therefore, the one whom you worship without knowing, he might proclaim to you. How many people worship Jesus without knowing? They can even say the name Jesus and not know him. Can I tell you how we know? Although the one which is even more terrible is why he didn't even know you. But let me tell you why I say that. There was a man in the Bible who got healed. And when they brought him to the temple, he was asked about Jesus. And he said, okay, look, whether he's this or that, I don't know. All I know is I was blind and now I see. Oh, how, how horrible. All he's gotten to experience, he knows healing, doesn't know Jesus. Doesn't know the healing. Someone can know breakthrough, doesn't know the breaker. I'm telling you, it's so possible to know about him, but you don't know him. And he begins to say, I'm declaring to you this God whom you don't know. Let's go on. God who made the world and everything in it, since the Lord is of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands. He never chose temples made with hands as his permanent dwelling place. He had a better idea. I'm going to leave you with this verse because in John 14 verse 16, Jesus had a prayer point. He said, I'm going to go before my father and say, my father, my father, this is my prayer point. My prayer point is that them another helper, one who will abide with them forever. And the next verse he says, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because he neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. Now, I keep using the words spirit, the words glory, the words presence. What is the mathematics there? What is the correlation? We'll read two final verses. But these ones, you will help me read them. Eh? Romans 8 verse 11. Got a question for you. Who raised Jesus from the dead? Who raised him from the dead? Romans 6, verse 4. 1, 2, 3, read. Who raised Jesus from the dead? There is there's something we're hitting at. Maybe there's a reason why Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. There's something we're hitting at. There's a mystery we're hitting at. But what I can say is this. Jesus had a prayer. 
And in John 17, he expressed it. He prayed that, oh God, and that's 17, is it 24? He said, Father, I desire that also that they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am. That they may behold my glory. Which you have given me, for you love me before the foundation of the world. Not take a look at, not take a peek at, not test temporarily, not touch a little bit. Not see the back of. Not even seeing the back of. Not a veiled experience. But they may literally behold. I don't know what the word behold means to you. That they may lambano it. <laughs> you know. That they may grab a hold of it. I was at pick and pay one whether it was post or pre-COVID. But I was at Pick and Pay one time and I was getting, I was very hungry at no time, so I was getting some snacks from the service. And I just noticed a woman over smiling. I was even on a course, so I was in headsets. And I was with Dick Lastens. And then there are other people who need to be served. Next thing, she called somebody else to come and help serve. And then she said, sir, just come and get from this side. I'm wondering, like, okay, what's going on? And so we walked to the other side. And then she grabs my hand and greets me and said, I watch your videos, but I just knew if I can just greet you. You see, she was, not, <laughs> she was not satisfied with just the phone. There's only so much you can get with a live experience. For her, she desired, I will lampano it. I'll, I'll grab a hold of it. God is not satisfied with you just having a photo. Hey! <laughs> that was his prayer. The word became flesh. John 1 13. The word became flesh. John 1 13. 14. And the word became flesh and brought up. Give me the amplifier. This I'm just reading for my own meditation. The same one is that. And the word became flesh. And tabernacled among us. And we actually saw his glory. Such glory as an only begotten son receives from his father. Full of grace. And then he prays that the glory you've given me. The glory you've given me as your only begotten son, I want to give them. Why do you think he's no longer the only begotten? He's now described as firstborn of men. Wait, have you studied that transition in the scriptures? He's no longer called the only begotten. He's now called the firstborn among men. The Bible even says, for which cause he's not ashamed to call us brother. Okay, that one maybe. maybe. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm bannering that one. Praise God. Christ in me. Christ in me. Christ in me, Christ in me. I know I've left you at a place where I was supposed to put everything together, but we'll hopefully go into that next week. But I hope we are getting an appreciation 
so that the day you discover we are calling someone a temple, you will know what they are all about. We can bring the offering baskets. We're going to be on time. Christ in Christ in me Christ in me the hope of glory Christ in me the hope of glory Christ in the hope of glory Christ in the hope of glory Praise the Lord we may give our offerings We may give our offerings please Some of you may not know, but we are currently doing 21 days of prayer. Because we are looking into the prophetic word that we have received about three months of divine supernatural activities. These three months does not mean that after three months they are done. No, after three months they become our culture. They move from being visitations to habitations. from visitations to habitations. And so how we are going to do this week's prayers is like this. If you've got anything like your petitions, your requests and the like, those are important. But what you do is that you will find your own time for those. During the time when we pray together corporately, we are focusing on our inheritance. The word of God is supposed to give us our inheritance, right? The glory is your inheritance. Can you imagine that? You are heirs of God. That's what the Bible says. The priests. God told them not to have any land. That day, I mean they never used to eat. I think that that's the period when the people would bring together uh, the, the offerings that would be brought to God and like the priests would eat on them. But God took something bigger was the inheritance. So as much as all these material things we need, it's okay. But there's something bigger which is our inheritance. God told them their inheritance was God. Imagine having God as your inheritance. Like Jesus' will before dying, because the will is a prayer, right? His will before dying was simple. Frederick what am I giving Frederick? My glory. We won't stop seeking. We won't, we won't stop going deeper. We won't stop digging. We know the oils are not found on the surface. We'll go deeper. We'll go deeper. We are not going to settle for the things of God. We'll go deeper to the deep things of God. And so every night we're praying together at 22 hours on Zoom. Take this seriously. Your life depends on this. If you're not in our church groups, see the people at the information desk. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for your people. I thank you because they are heirs of glory. They are heirs of God. I pray in Jesus' name, may this be more than a sermon. May they experience 
tangibly, physically. What it means to be an heir of God. I pray for them, oh God, that you meet them at their point of need. And you also grant them their wants. I speak divine protection and preservation over them. Even over those that are watching, I speak the blessings of the Lord over you. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord. Oh, wow. What a service. I have been so blessed and I know you have been too. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the City of the Lord Church on 0777-930882. If you are unable to call, you can email us on thecityofthelordzambia at gmail.com or reach us on Facebook at the City of the Lord Church. Stay blessed.